This is a Lip Media Podcast. Emily, welcome back uh, after our extended break to me. I am a memoir, The Meaning of the Meaning of Mariah Carey, where yours truly, Fab, and hers truly, <laughs> Posh. <laughs> Not very day. <laughs> read Mariah Carey's memoir, cover to cover. Uh, we're very slowly getting through the wayward child section. Yes. Uh, how, how, how was your Christmas break, darling? Oh my goodness. Uh, I worked the whole time, so I have no idea. I've been reading, I've been listening to that three hour podcast the entire break. <laughs> <laughs> the Quest Love interview podcast went for my entire summer break. Oh dear. Well, I look forward to hearing about that. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll hear about that right about now in some me, me moments. Me, me moments. All right. So, got a few little headlines. Um, mainly just little final Christmas bits and pieces that happened around that time because, of course, it's a very religious, festive holiday for us Mariah fans. Yes, it is. It we is. had Mariah guesting on a few shows, so she was on Kelly and Ryan. Yes. Um, I just want to little she did, did she do a New Year's thing? She is did. That what it was. Yes. Don't you worry. We're going we to get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly and Ryan. I Kelly forget that Kelly and Ryan is a thing. Oh, my God. Well, I don't really care so much about the Ryan because we're in a feud because he thinks Carrie Underwood's more famous than Kelly Clarkson anyway. Um, I exactly maybe in like text no because Kelly's texting Uh, anyway yeah Um, but I'm like maybe in his house I don't know but I'm obsessed with Kelly maybe because she's more of a diva and is she? she? I don't know much about her, to be honest well from what I've heard I'd say just quietly that J-Hud is more famous than Carrie Underwood anyway yeah well look the (laughs) From what I've heard, and this may be completely mm. apocryphal, and please don't sue me, Carrie Underwood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can have his 2014 Mac, <laughs> <laughs> the Hayden Penitentiary character <laughs> from Nashville was apparently based on Carrie oh, Underwood. I've not seen, but sure. Not uh, everyone thought it was Taylor Swift, but I heard that it was no, no, no. That's Carrie Underwood. She is. La, La Diva du Country. Ooh, okay. Very interesting. I'm going to have mm. to... Jesus, take the wheel uh, of my car. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am, as a little, even more of a side note, I'm obsessed with Kelly Ripper's family. I, I know last you are. Year, the, they're very attractive. They are very attractive. The year before Her last, they were husband is very my, attractive. Right? Um, yep. Yeah, the year before last, they were my Christmas card that I gave <laughs> to my family. <laughs> Because I was like, well, we're not going to look this good. I'll just recreate Kelly Ripper's because she put it on Instagram. And as a designer, I (laughs) (laughs) was like, well, I'll just do that. And it literally was like, you know, Merry Christmas. Love the Consuela scissors. (laughs) Consuela scissors. (laughs) (laughs) But legitimately, it's the most attractive family I've ever seen. I don't know if I want to be, you know, one of them or be dating all of them. Not sure. You can marry them um, one uh, at a time. That's like- true. <laughs> can and will. Um, <laughs> so, of course, watching this interview, I was mainly just daydreaming about Kelly Ripper's hot family. Um, but also Mariah, you know, the return of the Mariah Christmas onesie. She had Cha-Cha on her lap. 
um, waking poor Charger up at the end of the interview just to be like, "Look, I have a dog." <laughs> <laughs> She has many, but bless she you. Has, she, yeah, and they're all, they all seem to be Jack Russells. Yeah, um, she's got a thing for Jack Russells. She loves them. Yes. Um, now, we also had... Did you see this? There was a, a video, a cover of sorts, by a, a band or a group called Hush Hush, um, where they covered All I Want for Christmas is You, but they did it in the style through the decades, from Sinatra, oh. through Elvis, Prince, Nirvana... It's bonkers. It's on Mariah's Twitter. You have to look at I'm it. I'm going to chase that down. Oh, my God. It was so good. I was like, wait. What? They had, like, visuals. And, yeah, I, I wish it was the whole song, to be honest. It was fabulous. Oh, um, but speaking of the New Year's Eve, we had uh, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. And, and I was very excited because Mariah was on the same level, um, you know, photograph-wise as Kylie Minogue. Um, <laughs> Now, Andy made the mistake of saying that Mariah recorded All I Want for Christmas is You. And she's just like, just very quickly, just going to interject that I actually wrote. <laughs> and he, of course, he knew this. He published her Yeah, book. exactly. I think it was oh. it was just, so, you know, the word he used. But she was, she was like, I ain't going to let that go. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. pause. Pause. Um, <laughs> pause. And then halfway through, because there was a bit of a... Um, a delay with with the Zoom and where Skype or whatever, they there was a little bit of a lull in the conversation, and you could hear music in the background because it was New Year's Eve, yes. um, and where they were was um, like nearly midnight, whereas where she was, it was sort of ten pm. Yeah. So I'm guessing things were sort of being recorded out of sequence and all sorts of stuff. Um, and Mariah said, "What's going on? I hear music in the background, oh. and in the gag of all gags." It was J-Lo. <laughs> oh, and my God. Andy's and face. I screenshot it so I can share it on our Twitter. Oh. It, like, she she held that smile like it was the performance of her life. Oh. Like, not a flinch. She did very well. But his I got face, taught how to do that smile, by the way. The Mariah smile? The, no, the TV Week smile. My uh, <laughs> the photographer I was working with called it. He said, what you do is you smile really big. And then just relax a little bit. And you can just keep that for hours. <laughs> We're both doing hold, it now. You can hold on to that for ages. Now I, I'm thinking of the... Um, I call it the Burt Newton. Look at want, it. It doesn't move. If just you want, there. If you want to sound really like, you know, upper echelon of, of British, you know, richness, you just don't let your lips touch. Um, but I, I had to screenshot it because honestly, the face that he made went for 30 seconds when he was realizing what he was about to say. Um, but I, I, <laughs> hear, I hear that JLo was thrilled that Mariah Carey acknowledged that she makes music. So there you go. Mariah um, said it sounded like music, but she could have been wrong. It just sounded like, I don't know. Her. <laughs> Imagine if she said, what is that god awful noise? Um, <laughs> is, is, <laughs> There's like a weird frequency in my mic, in my headphones. Are you playing my new remix of my song? Oh, you're playing her. Is that Lover Boy? Is that the original Lover Boy? No. That's what uh, Now we also have um, the return of MC30 with the Charm Bracelet EP. Oh, so everyone's very excited about those. I love Charm Bracelet. And Mariah also paid tribute to Larry King with a gorgeous photo of herself. Um, I think he might. <laughs> I loved that photo. She looked gorgeous, yes. but I think he was maybe off on the side somewhere. Yeah. He was there. He I, was around. I went down a deep Larry King rabbit hole when he died, um, mainly because 
someone posted an interview he did with Carrie Fisher, which then led me on to many interviews he did with Debbie Reynolds <laughs> and her doing impressions of everybody. Oh, really? <laughs> And then at one point I found her talking to Joy Behar, of all people. Oh, we love Joy. On her show and saying, um, Joy's like, they were talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, love child situation. And she's like, it's the same thing that happened to you. And Debbie's like, not really. Elizabeth wasn't cleaning my house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love Debbie Reynolds. She's so cute. It's my favourite part of... um, Connie and Carla is when Debbie Reynolds comes out and oh you're like, God, I remember this. she's like an animatronic. She just goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just now am thinking about all of the, you know, when Larry passed away, there was all of the tributes. It really was just everyone's faces with him, the back of his head. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> may he rest in peace. That's who he was. He was always the back of a head. <laughs> well, I just always think it was funny. His advice um, with as far as interviewing was never to sort of talk about himself. That's my exact opposite philosophy. Yes. I just go and, and go and go. As is, <laughs> same with Oprah. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I Can you imagine king-splaining? Oprah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> But that brings us to our lead story, which was the epic three-hour Mariah Questlove interviewer. Now, I'm going to give uh, <laughs> Darling Fab the uh, the gist of the interview because oh, it's, it's a lot. Gist um, and a lot of it, I will say, is things that Mariah is kind of like, read the book. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. But we start with Mariah um, announcing that she's not the queen of technology. So that was nice to hear. You know, she's just throwing out, I have a, a flaw, a single mm. One, it's mm-hmm. technology. Um, touched a little bit on the costs of the early days working in the big, big music studios, but yeah, just casually yeah, yeah. slipping in that, of course, she worked in all of them because uh-huh. uh, she's Mariah Carey. Yeah. Um, then they her went husband, on. Her husband ran the music yeah, company. He was the Sony. <laughs> Um, she was asked whether she's adapted to making music, how people make it now, you know, on the laptops and this and that. And of course she was um, like, yes, in 1999, the rainbow album. <laughs> um, she was like, I'm doing, I did it before everyone else. Uh, wow. um, so she just wanted to remind everyone of that. A lot of reminding on Mariah's part, because, which we love. Well, rainbow was like the post Matola. Mm. So she was probably locked out of all the studios. She had to do it on her laptop. Yeah, I did this on my iPad because they wouldn't let me in. It changed the locks. She invented the iPad just for that album. Um, Now, there was an awesome story. I I doubt this is not about Mariah, so I don't think it's going to make the book, which is why we can talk about it. Um, Mm. Now, Luther Vandross was sort of giving Mariah advice. And one of the things he said in order to keep her tone Mm. is to make sure she's in humid climates oh yes i have seen this in evidence yes and people were sort of talking they were saying is that a real thing all of this sort of stuff and and Questlove went on to say that um aretha franklin would whenever she was invited onto the the late night show whatever it's called the late late show whatever it is um that David she uh, i think all whoever yeah. like obviously there was a few of them tonight show yeah, um, yeah that she insisted that the aircon was off yep which it does make sense. Anyone with, you know, singing or, or, or mm-hmm. stand-ups or anyone who speaks and sings and things, it does get a little little dry. Yes. Um, so it makes sense. Um, but something about the way that 30 Rock, the building, is set up, it means that they would have to cut off seven floors of the aircon. <laughs> and that Aretha would send someone to test it. <laughs> 
just to make sure. Um, and of course, Mariah then went into her Aretha impression, which is flawless. Excellent. And, and did go a little bit on about the Divas live and stuff. But there is a chapter on that. So we don't need to discuss that. Um, Mariah did also refer to herself as a bit of a studio rat um, because she she likes the studio more than than anything else and that she feels that her voice can screw up quite a bit when she's nervous. So um, I've just written the note, I am Mariah. Um, (laughs) Because I, if I get nervous, it's like, what voice? What are you talking about? I'm going to sing. Which led on to talk about caution and and how Mariah was saying, you know, she doesn't want to badmouth her own work, but that was not her favourite as far as the vocals. Um, she felt that she she wasn't at her best and that she wanted more time to, yeah. to do these songs, um, which I found interesting. And she even acknowledged that, you know, the, the reviews on that, it's one of her highest um, sort of rated albums. Yeah, but she yeah, said yeah. she thinks a lot of that is because essentially the, the old guard have died out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's um, basically where just, she's going. Just going back to the Late Show thing, I remember seeing her on David Letterman. Um, no, 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 Mariah. Mariah. Uh, she went out and sang, Anytime You Need a Friend. And she just said, David, it's so cold in here. For singing, forget it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But I know from working in television, you know why the air conditioning is pumped up so high? Because the lights are really hot. And if they get hotter, they explode. And, <laughs> and rain down glass on the audience. <laughs> yeah. So if Aretha had the power to turn off the air conditioning... They must have gone, yeah, well, we've paid up our uh, insurance this month. Let's, uh, yeah, let's right. let the lady sing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think only Aretha Franklin could get away with that, really. I know. Aretha's if like, I yeah. did it, they'd be like, no, darling. <laughs> You're <laughs> not coming on this show. Yeah, no, you can just sing in the cold or you can uh, sing at home. <laughs> <laughs> sing in the shower. Well, the name Walter Snuffleupagus does come what up. Happened? It is what it is. Um, (laughs) And I think that's probably the first time in a while that an interviewer has had the guts to bring up that name uh, in front of Mariah. But she, again, she did the the TV week smile uh, and got through it, but was basically saying that for all of the good stuff, and there was very good stuff, Mm. that she felt it was all a little incestuous in the Sony world, that there wasn't a lot of trust that you know if we wanted to do this somehow it would get back to the other and and so on and so forth which i'm sure will also be touched on yes in the book um we do get a mention of little becky the the racist four-year-old um if you remember a little callback into the dark (laughs) the one thing that really stood out to me they were just sort of talking about this and and i don't think mariah has ever seen her again but um her quote was for some reason my mother knew to linger Mm. la 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 anyway um (laughs) So I just thought that was interesting since that was something we brought up yeah. uh, during that chapter. Um, then she sort of goes on to talk about, obviously, back then in the Sony years and, and the Glitter years, you know, she was very watched. Yeah. Um, but she said even now she feels she can't talk, like she can't walk around the house in undies or, or show up to a podcast with messy hair or anything because people see her as so festive yes. um, that she sort of has to keep that up even sort of within her own little team. Yeah. Um, that um, if she's sort of smiling, she feels that people think that then she doesn't need to be looked after. Whereas when they were doing the Christmas specials, um, said that J-Hud's team, as soon as there was a cut, they were there with the water and the biscuit and, and whatever else, Aww. you know, to just give her that little bit of energy. And Mariah is kind of standing there like, well, where's my fucking biscuit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
fetch me a Ritz cracker. Where's my Ritz cracker? I just want one. <laughs> just a single one. <laughs> they whip out a can of Parmesan. Um, <laughs> she screams and cancels the whole thing. Um, <laughs> Although, now, you know what probably happened is Ariana Grande licked her biscuits and then put them back in the packet. <laughs> oh did she sounds do like that with a muffin a, or something? Sounds like such a euphemism. No, she oh. licked she licked like a muffin or a cinnamon scroll in a shop and then like put it back on the counter. Ariana did. Yeah, I'm sure. It was like a oh. big scandal at some point. Well that's why Mariah don't fuck with that. Yeah. Trashy. <laughs> uh. Don't feed me anything. Ariana could have had a bloody mitts on it. <laughs> Um, another thing that was brought up, which I was glad that they asked her about, because we've sort of touched on this about mm. what's now that Mariah's told her story, mm. now what? And she was asked if now she just doesn't give a fuck, you know, yeah. you just whatever. And she basically said that the time has come for less people. Mm-hmm. If people are not serving a purpose, why are they here? Yeah. Um, which I think she was more specifically talking about her team. Um, but, so there might be a few people uh, Maybe she's cutting us I don't know Maybe the Lamley She'll be like bye I don't No know. She, would never she, would never. she would never She would never Never but, I mean, I'm sorry Lamley For like, even suggesting Like I was saying COVID has caused people To tighten belts And she's probably going Yeah why am I paying To have that one here Well especially <laughs> Yeah And she was referencing that, that video shoot Kind of going Well I do need You know I'm I'm dressed to the nines I'm under hot lights I have hired However many people And no one thought to Grab me a bottle of water quickly or, or have a seat to sit on for, yeah. you know, five minutes in between takes. Come on. Like, we um, would know to do it. Right. I mean, we would just be standing there with a fridge if we needed to. <laughs> like, what do you want, Ryan? What well, back do you the want, truck in. I've got, I've got a whole chicken in here. <laughs> mm. Now I want chicken. Um, chicken for dinner. <laughs> um then Questlove mentioned, I, I I didn't know if, I didn't catch if he said the name, but someone who sort of did the original demo of Honey mm. um, were, were before Diddy sort of got involved. Yeah. Um, there was the, the Body Rock sample by Treacherous 3, which is still in the song. Yes. But it's not, I don't think the original anymore. Perhaps it was the original. Yeah. But I'm like, we need to hear this original because apparently it was, it was much more, I can't use... The phrasing that they used. But let's just say harder drums. Um, <laughs> and um, now I'm like, I started Googling. I was like, is there a Honey demo? Because I was just like, I just assumed that that was the track as they yeah. intended. Um, and there was a little bit of like, oh, like this, you know, Diddy guy rocked up and, and totally changed my song. Um, but Mariah, I think he sort of made sure that there was still, a, you know, a touch of... The, the original, because she did write it to that original sample. She did. she did. Which actually caused me to open up a video, which I've not watched yet, but of Mariah's samples, like, throughout the years that oh. she's used. So I'm very excited, because I know the obvious ones, like Fantasy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what's that, that that one? I'm Real? Um, <laughs> it's not what it's called. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Then, a You're going to get in trouble. The, the Lamely are going to come for you trouble. in the middle of the night. <laughs> For your pro stance. Well, that was sh- that was actually shading. The other. I have a t-shirt that says I don't know her. Um, you're, you're pro low. We know. Pro low. Oh my God. You know, I love any woman with big hair and glitter. It's just 
Peggy Bundy started it. And Everyone, the rest is he's pro low. We need. <laughs> we don't know her. Oh I don't know my own podcast co-host anymore. You, and you are prolapse. So I prolapse and you're pro low. Pro low and prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, uh, they already hate us. That's fine. Um, <laughs> now, no low. We don't know low. <laughs> I can love all all equally. Um, now, Mariah went on to say that there's sort of no one as powerful. You're still laughing. There's no one as as powerful as as. As Tommy was, you know, yes. Now back as he was back then, yeah, because it's and all that, kind of fragmented and yeah. Um, and she was sort of going to say that artists are more in control now, and then she said, "Everybody except me." <gasps> la 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 la. I was like, "Oh, hang on a second. That was a little throwaway line. What does that mean? I, I mean, I emphasized it more than she did, but it was. I went back and I was like, "No, she said it." And this is like present tense. I'm like, "What's going on?" Do you think you that's know? because it's um. Yeah, it's got to do with her back catalogue and whether she can access it. And... I don't know. Yeah. It could just be more like, um, as she mentioned with, with Caution, maybe she mm. wanted a bit more time on it. Like, maybe it's a bit... Like, she mentioned something about uh, instant grads, I think she called them, which is basically releasing a song as instant, instant gratification, um, not belonging to an album, not belonging to a piece of work, which artists do. Yeah, but, like triumphant. You know, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if that's... Her favourite way of working. I think she'd yeah. prefer to do the full project. So, could be little things like that. Um, so, perhaps, I don't know how, how much longer she has on this particular label or with whoever Wasn't she is, with you know. Sony, like, their old people's end now? She's back to Sony. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm pro-low and you're, you're saying she's old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's, you know, know she's about. celebrating Time. her 30th anniversary. Like you know. <laughs> Time is not a thing. We, don't, got, we do not I, acknowledge. It was two years ago. I am the same age as Mariah and I got a package today from the government. Oh, no. And I have the to package. send my shit to the government. <laughs> do, you know, like, do, do people outside of Australia know what this is? It's, I, I doubt it. It's, but it's a thing in this country where when you turn 50, which I did uh, this month at some point, my 21st, 29th. <laughs> um, yeah, you have to shit on a card and send it to the government. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I also got a letter from my local member, my, the state member of state parliament. So not even like federal, but the state, like saying, congratulations, it's an amazing time turning 50. And I'm like, oh, is this how it works? So 50, you get the state local member. 75, maybe my federal member, which is Tanya Plibersek, <laughs> she'll send me a letter. and then, yeah, she'll still be there in 25 years. Yeah, probably. Uh, and then uh, when you turn 100, it's the Queen. <laughs> yeah, but when you turn 100, the, the Queen shits on a card and sends it to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how that works. But turn it around. She's trying to be one with the people. <laughs> Got to get popularity back after the crown. I, love uh, <laughs> I just love that he thinks I want a letter. It's like, yeah, thanks, mate. I am 
not that generation. Like, just because I'm 50 doesn't mean I'm 500. <laughs> right. Well, it's like my, my not that I'm a huge sports ball person, but my AFL team is St. Kilda, but my dad is Essendon yeah. and he wanted the extra ticket as a member. So he put my name as oh. the extra so he could take friends and things. Um, I'm sure it's totally legal. Um, <laughs> but for like 20 years, no joke, I got birthday cards from the Essendon Football Club oh, every cute. year. <laughs> I got one from really my dentist. Random. Well, that's nice. Mm. He's got, a, um, he's got a huge collection of artwork. Uh, so oh, well. It's always some jazzy bit of Archibald nonsense that he sends okay. me. <laughs> Why not? Um, now, Mariah also mentioned the song Petals being about others yes. as well. So I think we're, we're right on, on that we're going to get a little more to that song. I'm excited about more Petals work. Then she broke out into Janet Jackson's Control in the same way she would normally break out in her own self-referencing song. It's the first time I've heard her referencing someone else's song and not in an immediate, you know, like, oh, I'm talking about Janet Jackson. It was just like, control. <laughs> like, okay. Well, you know, because we are the same age, that was a big song. That was, that was the only song. It was. Uh, like that year, that was the only song. Um, well, maybe that's control. why she's probably like, well, I haven't written a song called Control. So I have to quote someone else's song yeah, called well, Control. Um, <laughs> then we touched a little bit on what we've already talked about being the, the possibility of a film coming out of the meaning of Mariah Carey. But then they were floating the idea of, of more of like a TV series. Oh. Uh, a la The Crown. Um, oh. To cover things fully, which could be very interesting. Oh, my still. God. A whole episode got- of tea drinking. Right. <laughs> Traumatic tea drinking. Trauma. Um, now we uh, can you imagine the ling- linguini. We oh need my to re- God. Res- we need to resurrect Della Reese to play <laughs> Nana Della Reese. Um, no, I'm seeing Viola Davis. <laughs> well, she could maybe be Addie the week. She could be Addie the Palmerston Nazi. Oh yeah. Like we've got yeah. There, there were roles in this. Yeah. TV series. Yeah. Um, Do you think Oprah, <laughs> Oprah as Eddie? As, oh. <laughs> she's going to narrate. She's just going to narrate it oh and tell God. us, tell Mariah. It's just going to be Oprah in a room with little Mariah as <laughs> Oprah tells little Mariah her life story. Yeah. <laughs> That's the TV series. <laughs> and I would watch every minute and do a podcast on it. And then you'd uh, go back and get the cat, <laughs> even though he's got the gun. Why did you go back and get the <laughs> Did you believe you were going to make it? <laughs> now, she also touched on Chick, someone's ugly daughter. Mm. And they were floating the idea of Record Store Day as perhaps the, oh. the ideal time to get that out there. Putting it on but, the vinyl. But, 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 Mariah is apparently talking to a very famous 16-year-old to work on it and to write new songs. No. Who do you think a famous 16-year-old would be? I have my theory. Famous sixteen-year-old, right? It's not. It's not as simple as. There's literally one person I can think of. Yeah, I don't know anyone who's sixteen. I'm fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you only it's go to twenty-first. Ill- it's illegal for me to know sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> um, I'm thinking the only sixteen-year-old I think can think of, and they are not known for their singing, but I believe they can sing, is Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, and they're friends. From the Stranger Things. She 16. Yeah, apparently. Well, she was 11 when it started, little joke. Um, But yeah. And they are very good friends. I I wasn't aware of that, but that would make sense. Yeah, no, no. They're in like... Like Mariah posted a thing and like she's she was at her house. They were hanging out. She's in... Yeah, it was ages ago. Um, (laughs) So Mariah hangs out with 16-year-olds. 
But also, she's in uh, she's in the Christmas special briefly. Oh, she was too. That is correct. Yeah. When so, did she um, sing? I but, feel like I have seen her sing in something. What did she sing in? Do you know what people sing in all the time? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and they need to stop. Oh no! Because that show is awesome, except for all the singing. Why is there singing in it? I don't know. Because they decided that they can. Does it, do um, they have? Did Josie and the Pussycats cross over from Riverdale? It's kind. It is kind of like that. It was, I, <laughs> I cringed. It was <laughs> thankfully they had a, a cameo from the original aunties, so that helped. Oh, uh, Caroline that would have, Ray, you suits. would have, you would have been oh. beside yourself. <laughs> Did you I split wish split in half? I wish Melissa Jane Hart and and Nick Bakaya were in it as well. But anyway. <laughs> Um, did you watch? Did you follow the aunties into other things? Like, did you end up having to watch Lost? Because Aunt, cause no, Aunt, I haven't seen Aunt Zelda Lost. Was in that for a while. I do love that Aunt Zelda started in adult films. Um, oh. I found that out recently. I don't believe she was a performer of the. Uh, was the she a receptionist at the broth? Something along those lines. <laughs> I still question whether that other person was really a receptionist. Um, well, they're all receiving something <laughs> at a broth. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I've forgotten where we were now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hang on, we can get back. We can get back. Hang on. Oh, Beth. Yeah. So Zelda. Yes. Um, but I have watched um, uh, Caroline Ray in bits and pieces, like the biggest. Loser. I really enjoyed her stand up um, once upon a time. I've not seen much of it, but um, oh, she was also in. She was very um, famous for the "What is it, Maria?" bit from Sound of yeah, Music. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have seen that one. Um. But there I was. Think she came uh, out for a comedy festival one year. Did she? I'm sure she did. I want to. I, I want to be friends with Caroline Ray. Um, but anyway, let's move on because I don't remember what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> they did ask about the elegant fresh linguini, uh, how it went at Christmas time, and mm. she did say that it was one of the best this year. And then she, I think, she accidentally let slip the secret ingredient, <gasps> which was. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Onions. How is that secret? It's pause for applause. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but apparently people don't put onions in it. But Mariah does. Alfred Roy did. So, because they liquefy, darling. Yeah. In that pan. was always my secret for carbonara. Everyone said, you can't put onions in carbonara. I was like, watch. And I did watch it. And they went, do what I want. Oh, wow. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people saying, I can't put chips as in like crisps. In egg and lettuce sandwiches Of course I can And of course it's delicious What yeah. are you talking about? It's like the chips um, in a sandwich Always works So good yeah. um, They also asked uh, Back to Chick for a second Whether Mariah would do A, a random album mm. As Mariah Carey Like would she do The disco Or the folky acoustic Record I'm not sure she understood The question <laughs> um, <laughs> Well she- you know Because This is something that happens To Um Sad old divas when no one buys their records anymore. They, I'm right here. They go, they go and make a country album, or they go and make, <laughs> they go and make a disco album, or they go and make some other genre album. And I don't know if you've seen Beaches, but uh, of course I have. You know, CC Bloom went through some fallow times, and she did a disco album, and she did not enjoy herself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it happened. Barbara did it back in the day, like you know, and they always end up coming back, which is one thing I've loved about Mariah, where she's just gone holding the line. Yeah, I'm just going to do exactly what I do. Mariah will be back in vogue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I 
And that's the thing. I'm Mariah curious, like, is a genre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, maybe that's exactly what it is. Yeah, she, that's why she, she couldn't understand. She's like, I am a genre, I don't, darling. Yeah. When they kept, they kept kind of rewording the question. And she's like, what? Like for fun? Like, <laughs> like on, on just a Tuesday night. I do an album of kids. covers like Gloria Estefuck now. I won't do oh, I loved that album. <laughs> you can just make one. She does at least one cover an album. Like you can just assemble it. That's true. <laughs> Um, She's got that's what Britney now. used to do. Britney used to do that until about the fourth album. And she was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm like, that was fun. She introduced me to the Rolling Stones. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> Mar- oh, nearly at the end, thank goodness, of the three hours. <laughs> but Mariah wasn't happy with her Christmas dinner. Oh, no. The turkey was dry. She wasn't feeling it. So she literally asked people to jump into her DMs if they wanted a job. <laughs> She's just like, I just need it better. Um, oh, she is over her stuff. Someone has so. really paid her off and she's just <laughs> gone, no, I'm going to just, like, you're all annoying me. All of you. <laughs> like, I could get better because everyone's unemployed in the entire country now, so I can do a lot That's better true. than all of you. But can you just imagine the lamely all screaming into Mariah's... Uh... <laughs> Inbox, my goodness. Can you do better? <laughs> Jump in my DMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's going to lock everyone else out of her account at some point. They're going to be like, what yeah, she's doing? <laughs> <laughs> she's organizing Christmas dinner. <laughs> um, and then we got, it was, look, it was a fabulous podcast. I, I would say to the landlord to have a listen, maybe after you've read the book. There wasn't yeah. really any spoilers, but still, you never know. Yeah. Um, and it ended on on them playing the song Hermit from from Chick, but I believe it was still the Clarissa version. They'd made it sound like it was going to be the Mariah version, yeah. but I don't believe it was. Um, it's hard because there found is some, them though. Has she like? Did she? Did I believe she say- she's she's found the separated tapes. Essentially, oh. she doesn't have the, the the you know the board mixes. She called yep. them. Um, so she might have like a finished like low res version yeah. and the the separated tapes, but not. The actual fully, you know, yeah. mastered and everything. Um, but I reckon she'll be searching for those. Looking forward to it. But that brings us to the end of a rather juicy me, me moment. So many moments. I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we've been, we're all momented up. <laughs> <laughs> we are up to date. Uh, so it is time. Everything's to- a moment for Mariah. Every- so well, we're it nailing is. it. They're all moments. Yeah. Um, it was a moment. So now it's time for us to get into chapter seven. Of our show, uh, yes. Which is chapter, who knows what? I'm not. I'm not counting the Mariah's chapters anymore. Uh, Shall we? Do you even remember enough to give us a little little recap? Well, it's distressing because there were, it was dandelion tea. It mm-hmm. was Allison's time to, I wouldn't use the word shine. Uh, <laughs> dull? But I mean, it, it was the, what's the opposite of shine? Tarnish. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was Allison, the many creepy men in her life, like awful experiences at, at drive-ins uh, with poor teenage Mariah, you know, Ellison trying to sell her on as a as a hooker at least three times, um, like it was you know there were drugs, there was a brothel, there was a, a there was a lot of creepy stuff. <laughs> it was a lot, yeah. like you know I'm I'm still I'm still freaked out about the the 
creepy baby doll cake, which was... <laughs> that Was that the worst thing in the chapter for you? It wasn't, but <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> like, there was the cake that was the the going away overseas and getting married and you're pregnant cake. It's like, that is... Is it festive or is it tragic? <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very strange. Um, and then we found out why Mariah was eternally 12 was because she had a cup of tea thrown on her. Yeah, um, it, look, it was oof, was, it was a doozy. What a way to end the year on! I know, very badly <laughs> scarred. Uh, it's yeah, it was it was a very full on f- chapter. So hopefully, we get something a little lighter. The gist, gist the gist of of hopefully the lighter chapter. Uh, what are we in for today? The gist of this chapter is that no one knows how to do Mariah's hair. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Tis the chapter. <laughs> Except for my good friend Farrah Fawcett, it turns out, which we'll get to. Yes. Um, so, shall we break it on down? Let's break it down. Break me on down. All right. So, the chapter we're covering is Detangled and Swept Away, yes. aka Me, I Am the Meaning of Intermingling Hair. <laughs> intermingling because Hair from the spine we- of the yes. ball. Because the chapter starts with Mariah describing a photo. And I was like, that's weird. She's not put a photo with it. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Let me turn to the back of the book, shall I? There's the photo. And it was the photo. Um, Which, what have I got here? So, oh, she's holding a hot dog, which I only just noticed. But basically, Mariah is saying, you know, you look at that photo, everything appears normal. She looks, you know, well looked after. Yeah. And then in my head, slow pan across the ocean. I wasn't. <laughs> That's the movie right there. Yeah. Um, and and sort of the most obvious form of the neglect was her hair. Yes. Essentially saying she felt sort of caught between two races and, and types of hair. Because you're describing the movie version and like the slow pan across <laughs> the ocean. I wasn't. I'm imagining the little girl with a hot dog slow pan across and there's grown up Mariah. <laughs> Singing Twister from Glitter. <laughs> Grown up Mariah is the Easter egg throughout. Yeah, she just like, we just pan across occasionally and Grown up Mariah will sing a song and then we'll pan back to the story. With the Lacey Chabert filter movie. <gasps> like she's she's the one selling the hot dog yes. and she just gives some really good advice to little Mariah. Oh, and she's the only one that has good lighting. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that movie with Lacey Oh, Chabert? yeah. <laughs> Mariah's the only one with the good lighting. Everyone else gets like the complete washed out, like just turn everything on full. And Mariah's like, no, 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 that one and that one. (laughs) A little bit of Vaseline on the lens. We're good to go. Um, So, of course, Mariah, one of the quotes that I took, there's a few quotes and and I believe Fab has a quote as well. One of the early quotes I took was, there was no going to the salon, darling. Darling. But Mariah, I never recall my mother ever going to a salon. No, right? <laughs> but basically, you know, there wasn't a lot of money. There perhaps wasn't a lot of thought put into hair care mm-hmm. in, in Patricia's household. Um, but Mariah was convinced that herbal essences would fix it all. I love that she's just fixated on one brand I, of shampoo. Uh, well, she said that it was those ads, Olivia Newton-John, ONJ, and Diana Ross. Um, and the quote for that is, 
Uh, they're the reason that I am still obsessed with blowing hair as evidenced by the wind machines employed in almost every photo shoot of me ever. To which I added and video shoot and commercial and red carpet and morning show interview I'm and just a Tuesday when I'm sitting home alone in my room. implanted in her shoulders. <laughs> like she's oh, got like a hair. little robot thing in her shoulders <laughs> that just opens up and blows her hair out. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, the thought that Mariah has kept fans in in business oh. for thirty plus years. Like it's a really I'm, it's a really cold winter. No one's buying fans. Oh no, no Mariah needs to do a photo shoot. We're yeah. all good. <laughs> I'm a little. I'm I'm even heading towards perhaps wind turbines might be a bit of a maybe. Perhaps Mariah was interested in the environment. She's like, well, I have to go outside. Let's put some wind turbines up. Oops, solved global warming. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? I don't know if you've ever watched the Eurovision. I know oh, neither I, of us what, really what watched it. What kind of disgusting question is that? Of course, I have watched. The well, Eurovision. I, I haven't watched it in recent years because I don't know it. Um, I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second. But oh, the- poor Miff. <laughs> I love Miff. Um, but. The- <laughs> Like one of my favorite, I remember. Remember, I was talking to you about my favorite ever key change, yes, which was Pastora Sola at Eurovision 2012 singing "Querete uh, Comingo," um, and the wind machines are in the floor, like it's just like a little vent. You just see this like little, like little louvers tip up, and suddenly, <laughs> whoa, hair! And I'm like, oh, I bet that's Mariah's house. I bet, like, where, <laughs> where other people have ducted heating and ducted air conditioning, she just has ducted hair blowers. <laughs> she probably does. She probably does. What I love, though, is that Mariah actually acknowledges them because sometimes it feels that she doesn't. No. <laughs> like, she's like, what fans? What I don't fans? know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but I think that's that's part of it. It's like, that's part of the glory of Mariah. It's like, no, no, my hair is always like this. So, yeah, yeah this was the bit that I highlighted. Because I just love oh, the idea one? that it was, well, that the boss, Diana Ross. Uh, I, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John and the Herbal Essences commercial. <laughs> okay. That's funny. That's not the one I would have guessed. I'll, I'll tell you which oh, no. one when I get to this it. Is, this is all me. I love this. And also, <laughs> the like wishing that she could get her hair brushed like Marsha Brady. I know. <laughs> Well, the thing that was terrifying for me was that Patricia's solution was tragic bangs. Oh, now, where I know. do you stand on the bang? Well, like, because I have thoughts. My sister and I, uh, as children, had the Marsha Brady perfect blonde hair, so bangs would just hang perfectly. Like <laughs> we didn't have you know, the genetic problem that Mariah had in that her hair did not want to behave in a bang. (laughs) Yeah. My hair doesn't bang either, Mariah. I get it. (laughs) So, yeah, we were queens of the fringe. Um, I should send you a photo of my sister and I with our... (laughs) Please do. We got pixie photos taken and it's just the most horrific blonde bowl cuts that you've ever seen. I feel like I actually might have seen this photo. You have you had it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I wearing. I I'm wearing a yellow skivvy, um, yeah. onto which I had put an iron-on transfer of Smurfette, because you know well, maybe I was it so ten I can get years that. old and the gayest thing who ever lived <laughs> until I was born. Uh, <laughs> now I'm a little hesitant about the banks mm. <clears throat> because there are certain people that can carry off a bank. Yes. And there are certain people who should not. Now, I don't want to tell anyone what to do with, with their hair. Yes. Obviously. Um, but I have had a long 
I've got to say, sort of, it's viewed. It's it's cheaper than Botox. That is true. <laughs> Sorry, I have a frog in my throat, and I'm trying to talk through it, and it's not working. No, just have a <clears throat> go. I don't have a button. It's still there. Whatever. <laughs> um, now, bangs I approve of. Xena mm. mm. needs the bangs. Sandra Bullock in the nineties needs the bangs. Who doesn't need the bangs is Patricia Arquette on Medium. You hate her so much. (laughs) Now, this is the thing. This is what's interesting. I don't hate Patricia Arquette. You just hate her on Medium. Just her bangs. Oh, just the fringe. (laughs) Because I used to call it the sadistic fringe. (laughs) Yeah, it was the sadistic fringe. I could never watch that show. I I, (laughs) I've been thinking of you lately because, you know, her milk toast husband that just put up with her, waking him in the middle of the night, having a nightmare every night, elbow in the face. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he has been a villain on Star Trek Discovery the last oh. the last few episodes, and I keep wanting to call you and go. I'm terrified that the fringe is going to turn up in space as like a giant, <laughs> and <laughs> giant kill everyone. Space monster fringe. Literally, one of my so my, one of my I've had a few different hairdressers over the years, but my friend Ash, who who does my hair, she keeps she loves medium, mm. and she keeps threatening to come to my house at night time. <laughs> And cut my hair cut into hair a medium print, a, or Patricia, or medium print. cut all my friends' hair into a medium print. <laughs> now, so you, it's like you've woken up in the village of the damned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this has been a long time. They're all thing. psychic, and they've all um, got fringes. <laughs> yeah. So I used to have quite a physical reaction to to the fringe, and so I couldn't watch that show. Yeah. So I watched Ghost Whisperer and said, "You know why? No fringe." Oh, and That's also J Lo, who was our yeah, favorite, exactly. Love Hewitt. I adore who, the Ghost do Whisperer. Know. So, I love the Ghost. I love that the Ghost Whisperer is terrifying for fifteen minutes, like really scary, <laughs> and then for fifteen minutes, it's like I have no idea what's happening. What's cameraman I yeah. want about? <laughs> And then for 15 minutes, it's like, oh, my God, I can't stop crying. His dad's talked to his kid again for the first time since he died. <laughs> was it you and I talking about Cold Case recently? Was that us? Or yes. Was it, no, no, was it? Yeah. How it's quite good until the reveal of the killer and suddenly it's like, we can't act anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and the direction style completely changes and no one knows what they're doing. Right. And everyone just kind of looks off to the side. I... And then the ghosts show up. <laughs> I've been reading, um, Michael Connolly is like one of my favourite authors and I've been ploughing through his Bosch books. Mycon, as I call them. Mycon. Um, and yeah, and there's, uh, uh, yeah, so <laughs> Bosch had to had to organise a meeting with someone at CBS Studios and like he's currently working in the cold case department, which is, I think it, what, what did they call it? Something unsolved. Or open unsolved, because they don't want to call it cold cases. Like, did they ever let it go cold? Um, and then the so the woman at CBS is like, oh, we've got a show about your department. Like, I want you to come and meet with everyone. It's called Cold Case. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, this actual real TV show is happening in the... And, ah! <laughs> Where's Catherine Morris? I don't know. What's happening? Um, but, no, I have to finish the Patricia Arquette story, otherwise I'll never, never let it go. Anyway. But, no, so she, firstly, she had the bangs and I couldn't deal. And then she had the bob with bangs, which was just ten times worse. Yeah. Because it was like a bangs at the front and then side bangs. And, um, and you end up looking then, like that cat with the watermelon on its head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that was, that was beyond for me. But then... Towards the end, mm-hmm. she sort of went for more of the posh bob. So it was the exact opposite haircut where it was long at the front. Oh. Essentially what I'm rocking right now. Yeah. Um, but she looked so much better. And suddenly I was like, hang on, I like you now. 
You realize. So she, her, the demonic satanic powers were in the fringe. <laughs> so anyway, years have passed and I've now gotten to know Patty, as I call her, um, <laughs> through through her, through her the Twitters yeah. and found out that she's actually quite a decent person yeah. and we have, you know, similar values, I suppose. And, and she's kind of awesome. And I'm like, damn it. She's, I think she's got the fringe back. But <laughs> I've had she to... doesn't want to lay money out on Botox. Well, fair enough. Yeah. So I've had to kind of make my peace with it. But at least now I know my enemy. Yes. You know, it's the bangs. It's not Patricia. So Patricia, we're good. Yeah. All right. Just end of podcast. That's, <laughs> I feel like we've solved everything we need to solve now. This is the Mariah anyway. Carey podcast. Right. How did we so end up to... in Patricia Arquette's fringe? Now, back to the Marsha Brady of it all. Um, <laughs> Mariah... <laughs> Mariah mentions that 500 hours of beauty school, like you will learn that you don't get the Marsha Brady through mm. simple shampoo, um, which of course she was obviously, <clears throat> sorry, she was obviously referencing the Brady Bunch movie yes. as Mariah would not have been around for the original Brady Bunch. What? Like it's not possible. No, she wouldn't have been born yet. No, she wouldn't have been born. Um, but they, they show it in repeats. <clears throat> she would have caught repeats. Or maybe it was that. Yeah, Because I saw night. it in repeats. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, sure. No, 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 no. Of course. I just thought maybe the 90s one, you know. Oh, yeah. When she was like. Well, they would have repeated even... it because the movie was on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> I wonder if people are listening to this going, no, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> But what I'm hoping is mm. that we have a chapter dedicated to the 500 hours of beauty school. And I want like an hour by hour breakdown. Oh, I think we're going to get some what beauty happens. school. I know when, um, like, you know, my favourite uh, my fa- <laughs> my favorite ever VHS, which is the very first Mariah Carey VHS that had like some of her songs on it and some interview bits. She was talking about uh, when she was working in a salon for all of half a day. <laughs> but she did finish beauty school She did So, so yeah So do she, you reckon went, she went she'll to work do in a like salon a... And this guy was like What's your name? She said Mariah And he goes What's your name again? She goes Mariah He goes no From now on you're Echo And she's like No <laughs> This isn't the slave no, days no, You don't name no, me no. See you oh later <laughs> Well I'm now just wondering If she's going to do it Like during that chapter Whether she'll do a remix Of beauty school dropout But beauty oh. school graduate Because she actually finished She did finish so she'll be like, I, I one upped it, and Diddy's on it. Now. I love, I love so. that uh, that Mariah has a beauty school degree, and Serena Williams has a nail technician degree. Imagine that shop. That shop would be amazing. And only Oprah. Can only Oprah it. can afford to go there. <laughs> <laughs> By appointment we'll only to yeah. Oprah. They're still got a shop. <laughs> And it's it's located in Barbara Streisand's mall. In the mall which under, is under her house. <laughs> but Babs can't even afford it. It's so it's weird. It's Diva World. It's a weird theme park. Oh, I, oh, I don't like theme parks. Uh, but now I do. But you want to go to that one. I, I would go, go to Diva World. <laughs> uh, what, what would the would the ghost train be replaced with? Um, I'd just, it would be Patricia Arquette's fringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I said ghost train, not hell. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It would be, that's my, would be that's Sarah my punishment. Michelle Geller at one end and Jennifer Love Hewitt at the other. And you would just imagine terrifying things were happening in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Diva <Okay>. world. <laughs> Um, now, be, no, okay. you know what the ghost train is? It's that <laughs> Gloria Estefan covers album just playing on a loop. 
Oh, I would love it. <laughs> Turn the train around. <laughs> and, and, you know, the low. That's the ghost train. <laughs> <laughs> it's the You Think Firecrackers playing, but then it's the other song. It's the other one. <laughs> you, you're, you're pro low. You wouldn't find that terrifying at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably reenact the Super Bowl. It's um, <laughs> now, okay, we can we, we can get so back on track. track. On this we can get back on track. Okay, now the hair. So Alfred Roy's half sisters decided to stage a hair intervention. I love at a Grandad, hair intervention, right? A hair intervention at Granddad and Nana Ruby's house. Mm-hmm. Now, in the car, Mariah on the way there, Mariah mentions using humor as a defense mechanism, which you and I have no idea about that. No. Um, and of course, Alison was in the front seat being a grade A mole, um, saying Mariah was absorbing Patricia's white eccentricities. Yes. Which apparently They're means talking. Time. Apparently that means talking like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's how Mariah does the impression. I can't um, wait to hear it. And, I'm so and jealous she you said, got to hear oh my God. The, the mum impression. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, of course, Alison saying that Mariah is passing, which, of course, Mariah says, as though a child could make that distinction. Yeah. So Mariah was like, I'm going to be so hilarious right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best Patricia impression, which, of course, Alison didn't get because she's a dumbass. Um, <laughs> but also, possibly for, off her face, poor Alison. <laughs> But what the thing? Yeah, the thing I wrote down though was for effect. I didn't break my board stare out the window <laughs> because I. That's all I could think. That was the quote I thought you were going to write down <laughs> no. because I just can imagine. You know what? How old was she? Like three, three year old Mariah looking out the six, <laughs> looking out the window, just like committed. Like I'm, I'm given this performance yeah. my all. That's what my all's about. <laughs> this moment. Uh, I think Mariah was channeling this moment for the whole yeah. of Precious. <laughs> oh, she actually did touch on Precious in, in that uh, three-hour oh, interview. It's such a good um, performance. She went on to talk about um, a little bit about the family that she was going to. So talking about playing with the cousins and feeling like that was her first real family yeah. where she felt a real part of it. Um, acting out uh, Carol Burnett's skits, insisting oh, yes. that she's the lead. Yes. Again, in brackets, I am Mariah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and playing with, you know, the neighborhood kids and, and uh, you know, them sort of saying, she's not your cousin, she's white. And, and basically just them defending her. But I the thing that, that was really sweet. It was like a really, yeah, kind of, you kind of got this sense that she hasn't felt like she belongs anywhere and she's yeah. searching for belonging everywhere. And this is the first time she feels kind of defended and yeah. and and a cherished part of a family. Like it is, that was, I think, one of the most heartbreaking things. Like after all the stuff that happened in that Dandelion Tea chapter where it's like, yeah. oh my God, her life's been so awful. Like this actually broke me in a way yeah. that I just felt... Oh, so that's the thing that has been an undercurrent in all these other chapters is this sense that I don't belong anywhere. And here she feels she belongs. And it's, you know, those moments where it's sometimes a small thing that throws everything else into relief. And that was, I just had this moment of like, oh, the poor thing. This is the only time she's felt like I, she's part of something. And I'm like- Yeah, part of a team. Yeah. Well, the quote that I wrote down from that was, it was always a different story with me. Yeah. And I thought that was really sad. Yeah. Like, 
sort of saying that I'm always the the asterisk, basically. Yeah. Um, and she also mentioned in that interview about being on Mariah time because she felt that she always had to be almost the adult when Alison and Morgan, you know, had their friends over because she's like, this could go real wrong. Yeah. Like, and they need a grown up, the six year old, yeah. to to deal with it when it does. Um, now we didn't get a name for this auntie, but I'm calling her Auntie Thelma from Good Times. <laughs> Because um, that's how she's described. Yes. Well, Thelma was um, amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, went on to tell Mariah that her lips weren't full enough, um, as you would tell any child. Yeah. Um, and then the white department store lady later told her they were too full. Yep. Um, Which but I basically think no is one- just Mariah realised, like, it feels like that's a, you know, a slow realisation that, oh, I'm mixed race. So I either don't fit in anywhere or I fit in everywhere. Yeah. But, you know... Yeah. Each person, each, each side are assessing me over my deficiencies yes. as opposed to my positives. Yeah. And the thing that stood out to me a lot was that no one told her ha- that she's good as she is, which was probably the thing that I kind of cottoned onto the most yeah. because it was sort of always, you know, be this, don't be that, defy genetics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you just can't do that. You've got to actually tell kids. Yeah. But none of that shit matters. You are good as you are. I know. Um, if someone had told me I was going to go bald when I was a teenager, like I would have, I would have leaned into it earlier instead <laughs> of having that tragic fringe when I was eighteen. But <laughs> only the fringe. That was Seriously, it. it went down to my mouth. It's <laughs> it. basically my hair right now because I'm getting it cut on Tuesday. It's driving me insane. Um, now. We get to the ritual of the hair. Mariah is going to, to Auntie Thelma's and, or it was actually Nana Ruby's and, mm. and Grandpa's, but, um, and, and the aunties were going to do her hair. It was this big, big deal. Yep. There was a hot hammer fork, which I assume was a straightener of sorts. I wasn't I think super it's, clear yeah. on the hot hammer fork. Um, but unfortunately for all of the, the ceremony of it all, um, Mariah's hair was not strong enough to withstand the heat. And her hair was too white. sizzled right off. It was no. too white. Um, it was. It was, I love- it was too. It was too. Like her hair was too black for her to be able to do what her mum did, which is just you know yeah. get up in the morning, shake and it go. out. Yeah. Um, but then it was too white to to cope with the the hot comb. Like, yeah, poor Mariah. And I felt bad because even though it seemed like they were kind to her in that moment, it was a little bit like, oh, oh well, so I was buying. <laughs> like we're not gonna come up with any solution. It's just that didn't work. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Oh, okay. She was clearly very excited about this. I know. Just turn that temperature down a little, maybe. (laughs) Um, I think think those things only have one setting, those hot cones. (laughs) I mean, it might be a little different now. Um, And and I think this is why it's so important for Mariah now with her children to to be the one there to help her kids. Um, Now, the quote here was, I was still a wayward little misfit who wore a disobedient crown on her head. And I loved that because it means she always knew she was a motherfucking queen. Uh, (laughs) This is a crown. (laughs) Just so you know, it's a bit messy, but it's This is not hair. This is a crown. (laughs) And then we get to sort of what I'm calling the final scene of this part of the movie. Um, (laughs) This chapter of the film. Um, where they're driving to Jones Beach with Patricia Morgan, Morgan. Allison, and Morgan's friend with the stunning Farrah Fawcett hair, oh. who, of course, Mariah was in love with. Yeah, why wouldn't he as be? Like, we he all look like Life Garrett. <laughs> so, I was also in love with him at the end of this chapter. 
<laughs> so Farah silently brushed Mariah's hair out with with his very own comb mm-hmm. um, that he carries in his back on, pocket twenty four seven. Exactly on the one that he used on his hair on the drive there as I wept. Uh, me personally, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was there, um, and Mariah was. Um, so elated that she had to immediately, when she got to the beach, do a quick Pamela Anderson hair flick in the water um, to set off her new do. And it was the first time she felt pretty, which I thought was very nice. Her hair and herself. Yes. Um, And I thought that she just very quickly works in a, oh, BTW nearly drowned. Um, It's fine. Um, But my hair looked really good. And it's all it's all fine now. I love um, I do love the kind of the the camp over the topness of this moment of like, look, I nearly drowned, but my hair was amazing. It was so good, did you feel it? <laughs> but it actually did. Like I was caught in a similar wave around the same age, um, on a little summer holiday and that shit comes out of nowhere and I will never forget it was like um you go hurtling up the sand bank. Yeah. In, um, like you're rolling down a hill, but up. Yeah. Uh, and it's bonkers. And thankfully, my mum actually got up and ran over because she saw that there was something, you know, a little not quite right. Yes. Um, but at six or seven years old, you are light and you fly. And I can, I can imagine that. But I don't think my hair looked that good after. So Mariah did very well. Well, her hair had that never looked good before. So even so if she it was, was like, a I'm tangled <laughs> like, mess, she it. was like, it looked good before I went in. So it looks good now. <laughs> And, you know, maybe, like she says at the very end, she went to get a hot dog. So maybe that's when say, this photo was taken. My final, it is because she's holding the hot dog. Yeah. The final the final note that I wrote was, anyway, she got a hot dog, so it all worked out at the end. <laughs> uh, and that is the meaning of Mariah Carey. Yep. We don't need I to I nearly do drowned, this. but my hair was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I should say... People have been sort of suggesting to us that we keep the podcast going even after the book is done. Now, we've done 79 episodes and we're not even finished <laughs> the first section. We haven't even finished section. the first section. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. You'll <laughs> be sick of us not... by the time the book's over. Yeah. You're probably sick of us before you got to this chapter. <laughs> um, but I think that is it for breaking it on down. How about a little Mariah meatiness? Oh, uh, it's meatiness time. Mm. Now, our last chapter, Dandelion Tea, I gave it Beyond Infinity, you gave it Infinity Plus. I gave it, yeah. And the Lamely, of course, um, gave it Infinity across the board. So it is ding, 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 Infinity. So how are you feeling about Detangled and Swept Away? Look... I mean, I'm tempted to give it infinity purely because it explains the, the you know, fans built into her shoulders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> her implanted fans. Um, the constant hair blowing. Uh, and also, it you know, it gave me a real sense of, like a, a truly physical sense. Like there's been a lot of, um, you know, we've had a lot of chapters about the outside perception of her as a mixed race kid and, you know, people going, oh, her father's black, I don't understand. Oh, her mother's white, I don't understand. Like, all of that kind of thing. But this was the first time we got a real sense of what it was physically like to be different and to feel different. Like, you know, I mean, it's... Everyone's hair is different, but just to have that, you know, knowledge that, oh, it's neither one thing or the other and, you know... 
makes her special. It makes her feel special towards yeah. the end. Um, so it feels, you know, at the start she feels like an outcast, but at the end she feels like, no, I can be amazing. This is an amazing amalgamation that's going on inside me. So, yeah, I really like that. So I'm going to give it a meatiness of nine. <laughs> you went to nine out of ten. So for me, I, I did go a little lower, but it did gain as things went along. Mm. Um, I think because of the the sheer brutality of the previous chapter, oh, it needed to be being light. so meaty. We need now, I, exactly. Um, now I was listening to that previous yes. chapter and then went on into this, so it was quite a big contrast. Mm-hmm. And as far as meatiness goes, I mean, nothing's really gonna, yeah, you know, uh, to quite match up. Even though I'm sure we'll still get some infinities along the way. But I thought, you know, this one, it, it is lighter and I appreciate that. But the meatiness, it's not super meaty, so probably going to be a little lower. But Mr. Farrah Fawcett. Oh, yeah. That that final few paragraphs really did push it up. So I'm going for a seven. Seven. I know it's it's not high. It's fine. But it was lower. And it's not got anything to do with the quality of the, the chapter or the writing. It's just the meatiness. Yes. That's purely meatiness. what I'm basing this See, on. I had, I had, um, I had ethereal meatiness. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and of course, someone who perhaps, you know, um, had more of Mariah's experience mm-hmm. in this possibly would have given it a higher score. Yeah. Um, and and that is that. So I will put that up for the, the Lamely to have a little vote on. Yes. See how you guys feel. It will probably be infinity. And, and you know, that's, that, like, that's one of the one thing I know we keep talking about how we don't have this lived experience that Mariah has of, of being biracial, of... You know the the horrors of living in America, the guns and all that kind of stuff. And but I kind of love that she is bringing us into that world. Like you know, yeah, you get sure. a real visceral sense of what it's like growing up and not feeling like you're one or the other. But this chapter, I really got a sense of her feeling belonging for the first time. So yeah, that's why my score is quite high because I just I felt it like there was a real, sure. you know. I felt it. I believed. <laughs> uh, I'm just hoping Oprah does like a random guest spot in the audiobook. <laughs> right, it's time for the remix. The the what would we change? If we had our time over again, what's what's your remix? So my remix is that I probably, if I was Mariah, I would have moved in with the cousins. <laughs> yeah. And I would have married Farrah Fawcett. Because <laughs> he seemed divine. Because <laughs> imagine every day he could look after Mariah's hair. Obviously not getting married in that moment, but wait until, you know, a little later when she was old enough to, to make that choice. I also suspect if he's doing her hair and quite excited about it, he may not be into marrying women. <laughs> To the age. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that lived experience. I don't know what you're talking about. It's men. It's Adam and Eve. Right? Um, my remix is probably the same. It would have been, you know, hold on to the Farrah Fawcett man. He's fun. Now maybe time for a little bit of can take that away. Bracket Mariah's lesson in close bracket. Can take that away. Oh, Mariah's lesson. So, my lesson for the week 
is do not let your child's hair just get all matted. Actually seek help (laughs) if you don't know how to do it. Now, I will say, obviously, it is easier now because there is more awareness of this. Mm. And I wanted to bring up a couple of things I've seen recently, thanks to the Kelly Clarkson show. Because um, I, <laughs> I love the Kelly Clarkson show, but she's had um, she has different segments where often it'll be like good neighbors or, or just people sort of doing good things in their community. Mm. And there's been a few um, different ones. Um, one was specifically about um, you know adopted families and things like that, where perhaps a child of color has been adopted by two white parents or even just one white, you know, as in yeah. a mixed race couple, um, and perhaps one of the parents has not had experience with that kind of hair, but still want to make that effort. Yeah. So there are actually sort of classes and and um, lessons that people can go to with their kids as a little bit of a bonding thing and learn how to do their hair in a way that makes them feel pretty um, and not have to go through what Mariah's gone through. Yeah. There's also a specific one to do with dads. Um, so of any background in any race, but basically so that dads can spend time with their daughters and learn how to do their hair. Also to take some of the pressure off mum, probably. Oh, yeah. um, but I just thought all of these sort of things are fabulous and you know, they probably didn't exist back then, but surely there was someone out there. If Farrah Fawcett could do it, (laughs) surely someone else could. And it should have been Patricia. I'm sorry, Pat, but you probably should have looked a little further into that. But again, Mariah sort of says, you know, it could have been because she was just oblivious living her life. You know, she's an opera diva. Like take her to the, to the opera with you. Like there'll be some queen with a hairbrush there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like they do hair for a living. I guess her hair yeah. lives in a box when you're a diva. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> and what was what was your lesson for this week? Don't listen to people when they're giving you advice about your physical features. Yeah. Because as as she saw in a brief space of time, two different people are going to give you two different opinions. It's like you know what? Everyone is special as they are. You don't need someone pointing at you going, your lips could be fuller. I'm going to inject them with this shit. (laughs) But unfortunately, that is what people are like in our society. They're just like, I'm just going to comment. And, you know. I'm looking at your Instagram and I'm going to write it right here under your face. (laughs) (laughs) Your hideous face that I hate. Um, How about a little, I don't know her. Was there anyone this week that... We do not know. I do have, I have kind of one, well, two, kind of two. Yeah, I, the only one is, you know, the the woman in the at the makeup department. Yes, yeah. I wrote. We we don't know the lip comparison twins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other one was we don't know Patricia's hair care skills. Oh, we don't know Patricia's hair care skills. I mean, Patricia keeps getting forgotten in this book. <laughs> We keep not knowing her from time to time. I know, poor Patricia. <laughs> she's just, I think it's the passiveness of Patricia that is the issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's she's not throwing scalding hot tea on Mariah. Look, you know. She's just sort of not around. Alli- or she's around, but not present. Alison never covers herself in glory either. <laughs> I think it's almost home time. So our next chapter that we're going to be reading is the A Girl's Best Friend. 
um, which I'm going to get to listen to. I'm very excited about. Yes. Uh, any any prediction? Um, a girl's best friend. You know, given the piano, the white piano of Marilyn Monroe. I'm presuming it's diamonds. <laughs> diamonds, darling. I, I think so too. I don't mean rhinestones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now blanking on the lyric, but I know that that's a lyric. And it's killing me. <laughs> oh, it's just, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's yeah, the next talk lyric. to me, Harry Winston. Tell me all about um, it. <laughs> I just think of the, the Moulin Rouge version. What was that? Harry Siblet, maybe? Oh, okay. She changed it. Anyway. Yeah. Unless she just said it wrong because she's Nicole Kidman and she speaks Aussie. So, yes, we'll be back next week with uh, more me, me moments. Uh, and uh, a whole new chapter of the book, which is the final chapter of the Wayward Child section. So, we are moving into <gasps> terrifying the second quarter. If this was sing, sport, sing? that would be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And who's winning? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Mariah so far. Uh, yes, obviously. She's winning everything. She's the meatiest <laughs> of all. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much, Posh. Big air kisses. Mwah, mwah. Mwah. And uh, thank you, Lamely, once again for joining us on our weird trip to Patricia Arquette's Fringe. Uh- <laughs> thank you for having us back. This one was a bit bonkers, but it's the first of the year. Yes. Welcome. We haven't seen each other for a while. <laughs> we had a lot to catch know, We were up. catching up in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and we needed a 20-minute segue into Patricia Arquette's Fringe. What? I don't know why. <laughs> How did and we get And it all there? stay. It'll make sense. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Lamely. <laughs> Bye. Me. Me.